welcome to another episode of Premier League Patter with Thomas Hackett, Tom Ryan and Brett Maher. Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the first edition of Premier League Patter. Three northern lads talking about football basically. We're going to briefly introduce ourselves and we're going to get on with the show. So firstly, I'm Thomas Hackett, lad from the northeast, Sunland supporter. And as this is Premier League Patter, fortunately, we won't be talking much about my club. Uh, still play Sunday League, still trying, I guess, trying to keep it brief. Yeah. Next, we've yeah. got Tom Ryan, a Newcastle fan, and although we are Premier League, I'll be trying not to speak about us too much either, as we've just been beat off Brighton and we look shite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Brett Moore, as, uh, again, another Sunderland lad. Uh, you know, 2v1, like yeah. <laughs> we'll not be talking too much about Sunland. Probably be another year or two before we're back in the big time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, ten. you can be optimistic, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> or 10. So that's us. We're just, like I say, three northern lads. Always followed football. Um, questionable knowledge. Questionable <laughs> knowledge, but I think, all jokes aside, <laughs> we, uh, we, we all absolutely love the game. And we love talking about it, so it made sense to put a podcast together so we could share our thoughts and our views. And, you know, hopefully... Uh, get you guys involved along the way. Yeah, a bit of perspective of real fans who turn up for the matches. Well, when well, we can't. When, we can. <laughs> when this whole coronavirus uh, We've not been following it since we can remember. So. Exactly. And today, bear in mind, is Monday. We're recording this around 6pm. There are games on today that we... Villa are about to kick Villa off versus... Yeah. Sheffield United. Yeah, and we've got Man City v Wolves coming Wolves. up as well. Big game. Uh, but obviously, we've got the talking points from the weekend, uh, which is the second week of Premier League football this year. Uh, it's already looking like a great season, regardless of whether there's fans there or not. So to briefly run over this week's discussion points, we're going to be covering, obviously, because this is our first podcast, we're going to give our predictions for the for the full year, the full season, uh, who's going to be winning the league, who's going to be qualifying for Europe, uh, European places, and who we think is going to be dropped down to the championship. We're going to be covering all the new signings, who we think is a good signing, a good bit of business, and uh, who we think may not work. Uh, and this week's specific talking points, we're going to be covering things like Gareth Bale coming back to Tottenham after seven years. We've had a few interesting games this week with Man United and uh, VAR rearing his ugly head again. We've got Liverpool and Thiago getting his first half of Premier League football. Leeds United scoring for fun, but are they going to be able to keep Premier League teams out of their net? Hamas Rodriguez uh, looked very, very good and sharp for Everton. Fernandinho being handed the armband at Man City. We've got all the stuff with Kepa and his uh, future at Chelsea. And we've got, you know, maybe a bit of later news, but our take on Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden in the England camp. So there's plenty to talk about. We'll be covering all the back pages as well from this week. And player of the week, uh, surprise of the week, surprise package of the week, and goal of the week. So there's plenty to keep us uh, keep us busy this week. Firstly, guys, to start us off, I think it's the the biggest talking point of the, of the week. I think it's Gareth Bale making his return to Tottenham. What do you guys think of that? What do you think of that, Tom? Um... <sighs> I guess as everyone's thinking, if he's if he's fit, then he's quality. But that's the big question mark in it because I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many games he's played for Madrid in the last two seasons. Every time he does, though, he seems to still produce. 
Yeah. Um, for me, if you can keep him fit and he plays, then undoubtedly quality yeah. and it's got to improve your team, no doubt. Exactly. 31 now, um, he is. You're right, especially last year, he's not really favoured under Zinedine Zidane. I think he played 17 or so league games, the majority of them coming from a substitute, uh, coming off, off the bench. What do you make of it, Brett? What do you think he's going to be... What do you think the impact he's going to have under Mourinho? Obviously, he's worked with him before at Real Madrid. I think that's the main reason why he's probably went there. He's worked under Jose for a good few seasons. He's uh, the one thing that I'm interested to see is, like you say, if you keep him fit, mm-hmm. is he gonna? How are you gonna merge that team round? Is it gonna be around him? Is Harry Kane still gonna be? Because you gotta remember, Harry Kane's been the main like spear point for that team mm-hmm. going forward. So. Do you just maybe keep Bale as out on the left, or do you mm. play more central? Because you got to remember they haven't really replaced Ericsson, so it's yeah, true. Yeah, there's a lot of I it. May trip you up early here, I mind uh, on the football facts. I said before we started that I didn't have many, and I may be right. totally wrong myself and <laughs> tip myself early on. But I do believe Bale joined Real Madrid the season after Mourinho left. Oh, is that right? So I, he hasn't worked with. Was nah. Mourinho before? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, is it? I'm maybe, sure, you maybe you tripped me up early there. <laughs> I may, I may <laughs> be wrong, but if not, it makes you look. <laughs> I tell you, we've got questionable knowledge. Yeah. It may be mine, but um, I'm sure I heard that the other day. I was day. sure he had, but I think it was on that all or nothing, the we'll Prime series, which, by the way, you should be watching. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Mourinho mentions that. Ah, okay. Well, he's he's there anyway, whether he's worked with Mourinho <laughs> or not. I told you yes. we've got questions. Um, We're going to fact check that now to see if I'm right. And if uh, I'm... He'd left 2013, so... Oh, shite. Fucking yes. See, <laughs> two Nami, one nil. So let's do that again. Uh, obviously, <laughs> first time working with Jose Mourinho. <laughs> How's it going to work? Uh, I genuinely thought he had. It's uh, uh, a mishap from my side. But anyway, Gareth Bale, the player he was when we'd last seen him in the Premier League, I mean... For those two years specifically, he was he was a is a one man mission. Some games he was like, unplayable. I remember the goals against Norwich. He had the pace and power to just drive through a team, and uh, and Tottenham looked really dangerous with him. Is he the same player now? I don't know. Is he? Uh, I mean, he's he's aged a bit, but he was on like riding a crest of a wave there for two mm. years. And then he went to Madrid and. Madrid are such strange fans anyway where mm. you can be I mean what he won them you know he won that goal against Barcelona and the cup he's won them Champions oh, yeah. League goals and stuff and for them to sort of vilify him is quite strange but mm. I think he is I think fit I think he is I, he's still fast he's still dynamic he'll still skin people he'll still bray shots in from 30 yards mm-hmm. if you if you can play him 30 games 25 30 games a season Tottenham of threaten the Champions League spots, I think. Yeah. And where do you see him playing in, in terms of a formation? Because I the thing know. is, we're speaking about Gareth Bale here, like he's a shoe in to get a start straight away. And realistically, especially given this, fair enough, is albeit against what looks like a pretty poor Southampton side, mm. that Tottenham team has already, you know, the, the, a lot of their first team places are pretty much solidified at the minute. Hyung Sun Min had an absolute blinder this weekend. He could have got six. Um, so Marine, where's he going to fit in there? I, well, what are Tottenham playing at the minute? Do they play that Kane central it, with, with the three behind and then right. two holding? It's like normally uh, well, Dyer and Ndombele. Mm-hmm. Who'd look good as well in Dombele. I'd see him to the left of that, uh, like mm. in a support and striking role for Kane. Yeah. Off the left. Left or right wing, I suppose. Mm. Um, if if they can accommodate them that way. I mean, if you've got Kane, Bale, 
and Son either side of you. Mm. Is even the thing though, I mean, they signed that Stephen Bergwijn uh, from, mm. was it? Oh, yeah. PSV, yeah, it wasn't I think they got from, and he again, he's a young lad, and is that maybe gonna have him bail in for this season? Gonna stop Bergwijn developing into a. I think um, you would like to think they've got enough. Well, this is the thing again, though. Bale's questionable fitness. I, I would think they've got enough if they wanted. They're gonna be in Europa League as well. Don't forget, which is taxing as hell. That adds so many games to your season. They nearly got knocked out of it by some Bulgarian team, right? But they're through, and that adds a lot of game to your, to your season. So I would think you should have enough mm. game time. The, you need big squads if you're going to yeah. be challenging. Plus, they're gonna, they want a trophy, so they're going to try and challenge for the uh, Carabao Cup. They're going to try and challenge for the mm-hmm. FA Cup. They're yeah. going to try and challenge for the Europa League, trying to get in Champions League spot. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is we're speaking about the Tottenham squad. Mm-hmm. And we're not mentioning Deli Ali. And if you look a, th- a few years ago, he'd probably be the first name on the team sheet with Harry Kane. Looks like he's on his way out. Um, it's a rough thing to say for a lad who's, what, 24, 23, 24 year old? Mm-hmm. Say that he's on his way out. I mean, you not know, on his way out yeah, in terms of his, <laughs> his career. It looks like he's on his way out. With PSG, possibly. Yeah. He'd yeah. hit that, you know, he'd hit a high vein of form from a young age. And. I think the expectations for him was just for him to keep getting better and better. And I think to go to PSG might be a good move for him. I mean, he might be able to focus more on his football again because being in around that Tottenham team, there's you know quite a few stronger yeah. characters. What you've just mentioned there is, I think, pretty bang on because realistically, if he's got older, because he is still a young lad, if he's got older, more experienced players who are really hungry around him, they'll be keeping him on his toes. I heard him come out and say something a year ago, which I, I still am perplexed by. He says, he, he came out in some interview being criticized for his performances and he said his body can't do what it used to do. That was a lad of 23 years old who was surely physical, physically well, at I mean, peak. Well, yeah, you would think so. I mean, but he, I suppose somebody as quick as him, there can be a little disparagement from 18, 19, 20 where you're, mm. you're just super rapid, but he should be fit enough and you must be talking a split second, you know what I mean, in mm. terms of maybe losing pace. It does seem strange. I, I don't know, looking at Tottenham, if you watch that wall or nothing thing yeah. on uh, Amazon Prime. You see a good they've, inside. They've, uh, they've got good players, but to, to get the break in that top four, they're just, they're a bit soft. And I think that's yeah. what Mourinho's trying to change. Yeah, I think they need, the, he's trying to, t- he's won a trophy everywhere he's went. Mm. He's trying to get a winning mentality. So he's brought in two players from Real Madrid. Gareth Bale, serial winner at Real Madrid. Yeah. Really, the reality of his squad that he's got there, have any of them won a trophy between them? You've got yeah. players like Kane who are world beaters, but that's what they're trying to yeah. strive to, and I think they need to be more ruthless. Yeah, yeah. I, 100% I agree. I reckon Bale will give them that. So are you thinking, because what I'm thinking is, and maybe it's just me, because you know, I'd like to think that Tottenham can... Because I like the the makeup of the team. I think they've got good individuals. I think it is a lot of backbone they're missing. Is Gareth Bale potentially an ideal world to keep hold of Deli Ali? Is Gareth Bale the kind of character who could who could really improve someone like Deli Ali? No. Well, the character thing is a questionable bit again because you know the, everyone makes jokes. He's on he's on the golf course and mm. he couldn't care less and this and that. And it must be hard to keep motivated when you're getting paid a million pound a month. And you're sat in Spain, 
and you've got a lush golf course around you and it's sunny all the time. And you get but, criticized by Real Madrid fans every week. Uh, exactly. But in terms of quality on the pitch, he improves them. Whether whether he's good to have in the dressing room, I, I don't I don't know. The real, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the season if we do see it, maybe uh, you know, Bale playing in the Euros with a Wales golf spurs sign up. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. Good point. <laughs> So I'm sure we'll come back on the Gareth Bale on the, the transfer side of it. Um, the next thing we can probably speak about is the Man United game of the weekend. Um, very, very underwhelming performance. Didn't really seem to get out of second gear. Watched the full game. Um, I think, obviously, we'll, we'll get on to VAR and that controversial decision, which seems to be a weekly thing. But what was the whole, how would you epitomize the whole Man United performance? Um, well, I might have to sit this one out in terms of the performance because I didn't see it. <laughs> but I can't. I seen it. I'll tell you one thing. I do know as a person, or one thing I thought as personal opinion, I seen it coming early. Mm. I just I don't know. There's someone been wrong in that camp for ages. Mm. Only made one signing. He looks a good player, but scored of course. I don't know. And I, I think uh, they seem very concerned about what everyone else is doing, and then mm. haven't acted. Um, well, Gareth, well, you, you hit on this earlier before we start recording, Brett, that um, Gareth Bale was, you know, obviously a long-term target of Man United and, you know, slipped through the net and went back to Tottenham. Haaland to Dortmund last Haaland, season. Yeah. Well, this is what's happened with them. Man United do it. In the last few years, you've seemed to notice that they'll be linked with someone and they'll hold on, they'll hold on, they'll hold on, and they'll either end up paying over the odds for them yeah. or they'll end up missing out on them altogether, leaving them with the same core as what they've got and United fans, you know, it's not the United of old, and I think the fans need to get behind Oli and allow him the chance to change. It feels the team. like them signing somebody now. They've got to sell it on the premise of like, you come here and bring us back to what we were, rather than signing them of old as Man United vets. You come here, we're a dominant yeah. team. Yeah, I think if I'm a player and Man United come in for me, my first thought is that with the team performances. I'm probably going to come over under a lot of more scrutiny than I might be uh, used to, and you know, it's a stark contrast to 20 years ago. If Man United came calling, you went. It's as simple as that. If Man United wanted you and you played in the Premier League or you, yeah. you played in any league, you wouldn't turn down the offer. It would be very yeah. hard because, you know, the yeah, way the club was ran, probably Fergie had a big, big say on that a as few, well. A few years ago, basically, there was, before this City money and Chelsea money, even while Chelsea had the money, it was Man U, Barca and Real Madrid could sign anyone in the world. You know? That was Fergie, potentially, for yeah, Man United's yeah. side as well. And, and now... They, they still can. They've still got the money there. Of course they can. But it is a different pull if the, if there's other teams in for a player that they're after now. It's not as signed and sealed as it used to be. And also, I also think recruitment is definitely being questionable. I can't maybe criticise Ollie too much. And I do like the bloke. I've got a soft spot for him as a player. And I think he does deserve time, especially at a massive job like Man United. But recruitment, again, I mean... Harry Maguire this weekend, let's say. I mean, I'm I'm not a biggest fan of Harry Maguire anyway. Um, I think he's you know he had a good England performance in in the in European competitions, uh, or the World Cup. Um, but you think of seventy five million they paid for him. You compare him, and I know it, you know you've probably said this hundred times, but you compare him with Virgil Van Dyke. He's not half the player. The, he isn't half the player. The thing with Harry Maguire is he works best off. In a back, like with three centre halves, and he's best mm. off. I think you're going off when you said he played 
a unbelievable World Cup. I think that was because he was complimented by the pop, you know, ball playing mm. John Stones and the pace of Kyle Walker to kind of cover anybody that got him behind. Yeah. Harry Maguire is a good aerial threat, but and be- between him and Lindelof. There's no pace between them. I think he needs a, a command and presence. Well, I feel I feel with both with our centre halves. I think Harry Maguire and Lindelof are both okay players, but you look at a player to put next to them. Yeah, they need a centre half. Yeah, what one or the other? They're, yeah, yeah, exactly. As a partnership, there's too many gaps. But you put a quality quality defender next to them, and it, it shows them up a, a different level. But yeah, mm. I would, they're very unconvincing at the back, and confidence is a big thing at the minute. I think they're the shirt weighs heavy on Alam at the minute. Yeah. David De Gea, again, I mean, another person that I've, uh, another player that I've criticised myself quite a lot. He, he tends to pull off the spectacular save, but tends to, you know, throw the old pop dumb hands at the the ones that he should throw his hat on. Uh, it wasn't very convincing or commanding at all as well. And as a centre-half, that's not that's got to eat into you as well if you haven't got a very secure goalkeeper playing behind you but you know you can't they can't just be the only ones that are blamed I think uh, Bruno Fernandes still hasn't in the two games this season first game that was the first game yeah that was uh, the first game. still hasn't I mean he looked he looked a yard off um, or, or the players he was trying to play and looked a yard off but it just didn't work Rashford again decision making didn't look good Greenwood who's been you know a good spark and towards the end of last season was absolutely fantastic got 45 minutes and Struggled to make an impact. Obviously, it was Van der Beek uh, who played really well when he came on. Got a goal. The sat on the bench looking like shit. This wasn't wasn't <laughs> yeah. what I signed up for. One player for me who should be doing a lot more for United, and it's the name that we can all pop into our heads. Paul Pogba. I mean, for the yeah. money you pay for him and all this yeah. hype, he was doing it in Italy, which admittedly is quite a slower league. But for me, he's just not. Again, it's the for me. It's the you're right there. Definitely, it's it's same with Tottenham. I think Tottenham are going to surprise people all this season. I think Marino is going to get in their heads more, but it's it's the, the quality's there, but it's attitude. Drog, mm. it, it, Pogba's a f- World Cup winner, but you're right, for me, it's a bit of attitude. You look at Liverpool and City, they are game every match. Man, you want, they're off and on and off and on and off and on. Mm. Tottenham are the same last season. And that's where, man, you need a signings or not. They need, a, they don't show that bottle every, every week. And last season. And the amount of pundits... And football criti- critics who will constantly call Pogba world class, but surely my definition of world class has got a lot to do with consistency. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have players who'll have an unbelievable one or two seasons and peter off. When you think of Ronaldo, you think of Messi, you think of consistency. They've never had a bad season. So you're right. I think he himself is a World Cup winner. He's got all the experience. He should, you know, he got a young team around him. You know, he's not the only one to blame, but he did look he looked a yard off yesterday he, as well. You've seen him sometimes take a game by the scruff of the neck, but you've also seen him where he may misplaces mis- a pass or somebody misplaces a pass and he just hides his hands in the air and looks to the heavens. Whereas you look at Mane yesterday, misplaces a pass, jumps Chase up, jumps up like mad, pissed off on himself, chases the ball down, and ends up nicking it yeah. off the keep and braining it in the net. Literally. And you you got to be consistently wanting it to to especially now with Chelsea and Man City. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Liverpool and Man City. Well, at the start of the season, Palace were favourites to be relegated. Uh, I think it was purely down to the way they played football towards the end of back end of last season. Uh, there was a lot of talk of Wilfred Zaha leaving, but on Sat- Saturday, well. 
Wilfred Zaha, Andros Townsend, basically the whole Palace team were just one step ahead of United. And yeah, work rate. That, with that work rate in this league will kill you. If it, yeah. No matter what talent, if you haven't got that work rate, you're going to... That's why you, you're speaking from a... I know we're jumping around teams, yeah? Speaking from a Newcastle fan's perspective, one, one, we don't have some of the ability we think we do, but we, we didn't have that work rate against Brighton and they killed us. Mm-hmm. That's true. When you talk about work rate, you, you mentioned... Uh, Zahar and Townsend there, Brett. That was the thing that stuck out for me. You can talk about performances and critique the performance, but I think the massive difference was fitness. Crystal Palace looked sharp as hell. They looked so sharp. And you can, you know, you can understand it with what, you know, the the, the mess up with the leagues because of COVID-19. But Man United didn't really get into second gear and, and Chris Palace punished them. They looked so fast and sharp. They really did. And yeah. that Mitchell played on the wing. I don't know if Van Arnholt's going to get his place back at this minute because he looked he looked very, very good as well. Kept everything nice and neat. But uh, but yeah. All around Palace, I think people need to give them a bit more credit because, you know, they've been in the Premier League for a good few years now and mm. they've kind of like turned themselves because they used to be a yo-yo team and they yeah. were in and out. They've made the right signings. I don't think they've ever really overloaded their squad with other Premier League players who won't better them. I think they've signed correctly and Roy Hodgson, given his age, has got a lot of experience and stuff like that. I think a big plus that they'll find is that I think some of them were worried about Zaha, whether, because there was rumours again about him being signed and uh, then slapped 70 million on him, which he's a good player, don't get us wrong, but he's, he's, he's worth 70 million to them, not to somebody else I wouldn't say, but that, that's the attitude thing again, though he's came out, Zaha, mm-hmm. And he's up for it. So that, that's got to be one of the most pleasing things because that must be getting into your head if you think you're maybe going to a big club, mm. the bid doesn't come, where's your passion? But yeah. he's, he's got it like... Um, it's interesting, seems you, see, really it's interesting you see he's worth 70 mil to Crystal Palace. And you know, obviously you probably forgive me for saying this, but Tom is quite clearly the oldest out of all of us. But I think maybe... He's not worth the 70 million to anyone else because nobody's bid 70 million for him. I mean, Everton have had a bid rejected. Um, uh, are they, they rumoured to put in 80 million for him? Were they? Yeah. Well, and, the, and the other thing is, mate, you've got, I mean, you know... He, they, got, they got fucking James Rodriguez for <laughs> less than that. He's twice a player. <laughs> but he is Crystal Palace's all-time Premier League top goal scorer. He's still only 26, 27. He's, he's still young and he's got Premier League experience. He's committed to the cause. He hasn't turned his head when another oh, no, team's I, gone. That's what I'm saying. I maybe, was praising, but, I was praising yeah, him for that. But maybe, maybe I mean? that's what 60, 70 million looks like today. Well, maybe it does, yeah. So, no, I, I, I do get that in a way, but... Um, I th- I think they thought I don't know if they th- they've done that to purposely put people off or if they thought a top team was gonna bid yeah. that for them. But and it's it's brave of a team because you're speaking about Crystal Palace steadying the ship and becoming an established Premier League team. How often have we seen a team like Crystal Palace? You know, Newcastle are a good example. Sunderland are a good example. Get a player that's got quality about them, and then a, a bigger team, you know, inverted commas comes comes along and steals them. Um. So for them to hold on to him is a pretty a good show of intent, really, isn't it? But well, I tell you what, though. I mean, we could still be proven. Sorry, we could still be proven. <laughs> I was just going to say. I mean, yeah. you're going off that seventy million. Uh, I've seen. I know this is about Premier League, but you're going on for seventy million for a guy who, yes, he is Palace's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah. But look at two of the lads who's just left Barcelona uh, for the price they've left. Rakitic. Ivan Rakitic, he's just signed back to Sphere for one and a half million euros. <laughs> and Arturo Vidal, fair enough, he's still getting all, but 900,000 euros and he's went uh, into Milan. Like you're looking at stuff like this and it's the inflation of the English market and people can say, nah, if, if you're a young, quick, you know, 
good player, teams are going to pay over the odds for you to play in the Premier League. You're going to get I mean, out the right I think he's a quality player, but I honestly, and you can ask yourself, but if you look at the top six, let's say seven teams, you know, the Chelsea, Man U, Tottenham, Man City, uh, Arsenal, somebody else, would he... he he wouldn't walk into any of them teams, in my opinion, personally. I think he's a quality player. I didn't get us wrong. But I don't think... He, I look at their forward line of three and their wingers, and I think they've all got better players. Mm. Good point. Speaking on the United game, uh, VAR came in to oh, yeah. play again. Uh, a bit harsh for me, because I know... If, if, if you look now, because if you look it over... I haven't seen this, but... It, it's oh, meant it's to be... Terrible. Only given if the hands in an unnatural position. Now I don't know many players who. Oh, run. you're talking about the penalty, the not, penalty the, not the VAR. Well, it was. So we'll move. Yeah, you're right. We'll talk about the penalty decision first. Yeah. Yeah. So what led to the actual penalty itself? Lindelof. It's a shot, and it's probably about five six yards away. Lindelof's hand is up, but it's not away from his body. Yeah. So was for that to be given, it's there, no. Right? His hand was kind of tucked in as yeah. if he was getting ready to turn, okay. and it's it slapped up off his hand and. Yeah. Leading on from that, the penalty. Yeah. There's a graph that the Premier League have produced that shows what is classed and what isn't classed as a handball. Now, basically, it goes down halfway down your bicep. <laughs> it's got a green, you know... I say your it, armpit's now a handball, in it? Is that right? Uh, uh, I think it, I've the top of your shoulder no, no, isn't. I think it comes down like half, halfway down line. your bicep. So halfway down your bicep is considered not handball, no matter if it's, you know, whatever. It's not handball. Below the middle of the bicep and the rest of the arm is handball, whatever. But Lindelof... I think it's a harsh decision because what is he supposed to do? He was about a yard and a half away from the ball when it was kicked. His arm was, you know, in a natural position. He's chasing Wilfred Zaha, for God's sake. It was, oh, was it? Ayu. Ayu. Jason Jordan Ayu, you know, no slouch. The ball comes up. It's harsh. You know, VAR interfered. Uh, the referee gave the penalty, but VAR checked it over, seeing that it was a penalty. I think it's harsh. Again, this is just coming down to human interpretation of, of what a penalty is. So that, that was harsh on that front. But okay, the, though the they get decision, so many penalties a season, let's level they, it. They do actually. Man United get so many penalties for them. Whammy though, wasn't it? But this VAR decision, Tom, I know uh, if yeah. you haven't seen it. Haven't so seen. it's saved first of all by David De Gea. It's a good save. It is a good save. Retake. You know, everyone's re, everyone's you know in the moment and they're celebrating. Yes, we're still in the game. Come on, let's get up for it. VAR has a look. He's took one step or both his feet. I think that the rules say that one foot has to be on the line, which is fair enough. Yeah, but. I mean, you're talking, his feet are two or two inches or so off the line. Mm. Now, his job is to keep the ball from passing the line. Yeah. Like, it's how, not, how much of an advantage is it to step two as, inches forward? Watching it, it's not as if like he, because you've seen some goalkeepers, mainly during the World Cup, there was a lot of goalkeepers who were taking a big leap off the line to yeah. meet the ball. Yeah. With this one, I do feel for him because, like you say, he's, I know it, the term's encroachment, uh, but, you got to fail from because he he doesn't really you can't expect a goalkeeper to yeah, have a spring yeah. from standing straight. Yeah. They need it's to start off. It's not a tactic. You're right, is it? Yeah. I mean, you look at Jersey Dudek years ago, and the, the, the Champions League final. I mean, he must be three, you're four right. off his line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've got to they've got to be able to have that. I mean, you know, if they've took the pace, big step forward or whatever. But you're right. They've got to be able to spring off the feet. You can't just yeah. expect them to be planted there this, yeah. and leap to one side because they're never going to have a chance. There's just so many parameters now to the game, and I think it's. I'm not a big fan of VAR it's anyway. A, it, it, there's so many little ones that like come where common sense just doesn't. Yeah, well. that's the stupid thing. Especially handballs, I think is one. Like but, you said before, arms tucked in and stuff, uh, or, or a shot blasted from you from, you know, a yard away. 
you've got no chance. For me, handball is if you're intent. If you either yeah. intent or if you've stopped the direction of a ball because your arms out of place. And it's either going to replay, might be on, going might, to replay or going to you know the it, goal. It might goal be bound. it might not be intentional, but you spread your arms out like you fucking keep on yeah, yeah, yeah. the term like to say is unnatural position. So yeah. for your hand that to be sense. you don't walk around with your hand up in the air, do you? True. And obviously speaking about VAR, is a nice little segue onto the next game because you know VAR was also pretty heavily, um, it was very critically introduced for one of the decisions in the Liverpool uh, Chelsea game. Chelsea game, where just before halftime, Jordan Henderson plays a lovely ball through to Sadio Mane, who is I, I don't know how to really describe it, but uh, <laughs> the the, the challenge by Christiansen is just American football. Yeah, uh, that would be the foul. It would be a foul in rugby. You tackle him around yeah. the neck, and it was given as a yellow card, which firstly just highlighted how you know inconsistent Premier League refereeing can be because it was the most straightforward red card I've seen in many a moon. But it was given as a yellow, and this is where we, you know the positives of VAR. They'd have been felt really hard done by if that was only given yeah, as a yellow. Yeah. VAR was in, uh, introduced. Uh, he went and checked. It was a straight red, obviously. Well, this is the thing that pisses us off though, because. The referee, okay, it was a definite straight red. You could see it straight away, but let's give him a benefit of the doubt that, I don't know, he thought their legs got tangled together. And yeah. he, it should still be a red because he's the last man. Yeah. But anyways, give him a yellow. They give him a chance to check the VAR. The right decision was made, but he stood there for about a minute. Yeah. And the, the same happened in, again, come back to the Newcastle game. That kid got kicked in the head. He's watching it. Uh, uh, Jamal Lewis. They're watching it for like a minute. Yeah. It took me one retake of watching that. You know, ten seconds. Mm-hmm. What 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 are they looking for? What's he is what's it's he trying to find new if, that makes him not it's go? It's if you're in control of your body. I mean, that one with Newcastle, it uh, it comes down to, you know, he wasn't in control. It was reckless. Yeah, he nearly punted. No shit, he, he nearly punted him in the. He switched in music yeah. him in the jaw. Yeah, he nearly <laughs> punted him in the eyeball. Uh, but that's that's the only thing that's messing me and, up about VAR is yeah. the obvious decisions that the check, okay, right decision made, so good for VAR. I just don't get why it's taking so long. And although I'm a heavy critic of VAR, and, I, and you know. I, I'd like to see it gone, mm. but one part of me, you know, acknowledges the fact that it has come on leaps and bounds since it was introduced, mainly what has now been introduced this season, which is which really infuriated me last week because I, last year because I just couldn't understand the logic. And as a player, I'll tell you what it is. It's basically the linesman flagging for an incorrect decision. So the linesman last season would flag and you could be on side. But because he's flagged, the referee's blue, you stop playing. Defenders are stopping. And, uh, Defenders stop. It's a nightmare. You play at the whistle. Now what they've introduced is if the linesman doesn't, yeah. even if he thinks he's offside, he won't put his flag up until the player comes out, which is a massive, That massive makes more sense. It, makes it does. Because it was one game, I can't remember off the top of my head what, what happened last year, but essentially, I know exactly everyone, what game. everyone thought it was offside. Newcastle, Sheffield United, John Joe Shelby. The, oh, think, yeah, yeah, when he runs yeah, through, yeah, yeah. knocks it around the keeper. That's an unfair goal to score. Because even the keeper yeah. stood there, he's like, Shelby knocks it in. And he, Shelby's walking. It, it's the like prime he, example of play at the whistle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Well, you've but, got to do that, yeah. But I do agree that is one improvement they've made on uh, the decisions yeah. for this year. And yeah, obviously the turnaround time could probably be a bit quicker, but... And I'm being, I may be being pedantic there, but it just... I mean, everyone was watching it. You, you hear Jamie Carragher and whoever's commentating, they're going, what's Harry, he looking at here? Yeah. Like, he's, he watched it 10 times. <laughs> if you can't <laughs> tell, I mean, he grabbed him around the neck. Yeah. Uh, Christiansen one, hide him to the floor. I, I mean, like, I was watching it with my last and I must have said the word, I must have said red card 40 times 
because I was, yeah, you know, and I, I, that was from stream. one take, just from actually seeing it live um, on, on TV. So, mm. but you know, we're speaking about Liverpool. So, what's to talk about? Four. Well, they won. It looked like a training exercise, and it was a big statement of intent in terms of because the questions before the Premier League, this Premier League season started, were are Chelsea going to compete? They've made good signings. They've got Ziyech and Werner who came in before. Mm. Um, they've now got a uh, kid from Germany. Uh, Havertz, they've got Werner Havertz, as well. Havertz. Havertz uh, Nathan Aki. So they've, they've definitely strengthened. They're looking like... Aki is at City. Uh, that's the second one I've got wrong. He was originally at he Chelsea. He was, yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that bit out. Um, obviously, looking to get a new keeper We've got well. Thiago and Chilwell, but they weren't playing. Yep. I've just looked when I was coming in there. That Chelsea have apparently agreed 22 million for Renz's goalkeeper, mm. I think that'll probably be a sign that Kepa's time well, is numbered. I think I think it's known that Kepa Frank Frank doesn't want Kepa there. Um, I think that's that's the reality, and you know, you sort of you sort of felt that way by watching the game. You sort he, he, I think he knew he didn't look like he wanted to be there realistically. And again, he made another the back page of the uh, the Daily uh, the Star Sport, um, the Daily Star is saying the, the headlines dodgy Kepa. Uh, which is, you know, something that's happened time and time again. He doesn't cover himself in glory. He's obviously had his antics with, you know, Past uh, managers. the cup finals, for example, um, and, and refusing to come off the pitch, which I think a lot of Chelsea fans still don't really give him the time of day for. So it looks like Frank's going to get his man and get the keeper that he wants, which is good. Talking about Liverpool, though, because obviously the question was, could Chelsea compete? Obviously, the red card's definitely a factor. But even before the red card, they were miles the better team. They looked, you could see they were they had a game plan, the more comfortable on the ball. They didn't look threatened at all. It's the thing with Liverpool is I don't know if you've, it's the it's quite obvious Jurgen Klopp style of football. Mm. It's it's uh, changed though, Brett. Would you say that the the line looks a lot higher than it did yeah, last year? Yeah, like when they played against Leeds last season. I don't know if that's how Jurgen Klopp's trying to do it. So he squeezes, gets mm. everyone in together, so it makes it harder for teams to be able to knock the ball about. Mm. But the way Jurgen Klopp, this, you mean last week rather than last season? La- last least. week, sorry, mate. <laughs> well, that because last season they were playing quite a deep line. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of a gap from the centre halves mm. to the, but going off seeing them. Uh, signing Thiago Alcantara as well as a big Six play when he was at Munich. He was class at Barcelona. I've got big expectations of him. The one thing I can maybe see happening is Henderson maybe having to mm. pay the price for that. I think as he settles. Would into you the say squad. so? Because what me and Tom were speaking about. I mean, you made a good point. Firstly, two stats that are pretty incredible. I know people don't really care about this stat, but he's got the record already for the most passes successful passes in one half of football and that you know he's technically second training exercise with, <laughs> with uh, Liverpool the other one is and you told me this Tom there's only one season of his professional career he hasn't won the league one season he won everything and that was at Barca Barca yeah we went to Bayern and I won Bayern. seven leagues in a row I mean that Bayern team's sick but I think going back to Chelsea quickly on this though it's early in the season. Things might change. They didn't have Thiago and Chilwell, which will strengthen that defence. Chilwell as but well. It, yeah. But really, Chelsea are trying to close the gap on Man City and mm. Liverpool, and that game makes it look like they haven't. Yeah. But, uh, Liverpool, it, <laughs> Liverpool just look formidable. Like Again, they really do. I'm looking forward to seeing what Man City do tonight because Liverpool already... Yeah. It, it Leeds probably give them the perfect start by giving them a scare and waking mm. them up. Because uh, they didn't come out a second gear against Chelsea, I thought, and no, cruised it. They didn't need to, and you know, players like Salah just looked 
normally when I've seen him in the past, if they've had a goal down, he's already hunting for the golden boot. He, he's wanting to get at them. They were quite content to knock the ball about, keep, keep frustrate them. With, 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 you're speaking about Chelsea there, Tom. Obviously, I'm a massive Frank Lampard fan and I, and I hope he does well at the job. But now, I mean, how long has he been there? A year and a half? Yeah, he's made his own team now. He spent a lot of money this summer. If it doesn't go his way this first half of the season, he will come under scrutiny. Yeah, this is the first season where he will potentially come under criticism because now it's becoming his team. Isn't mm. it? And his post-match uh, conference already looked slightly defensive. He was already, you know, he was he was stating the fact that they need more time, but it's only two games I, in. I don't know what he's getting at because he's got to remember he's playing the league champions. Like yeah. the, the, the team that have conquered Europe mm. the season before that. You, the one thing that I don't want to see happen at Chelsea with them signing all these big names is players like Callum Hudson-Odoi and uh, who else was there? Tammy Abraham. Yeah, I don't want all these, bit. like these young English lads who were starting, Mason Mount, who were coming through starting to make a name and Chelsea fans were enjoying having younger English lads mm. play and show that they're worthy to fight. Well, they've done well as well. I think Mason mm-hmm. Mount's place, I mean, he was still good against Liverpool as well. Under difficult circumstances, players, he, he was and he, he had a really good chance that came close. James at right back. Reese James, think, brilliant. I think Reese James is there. Um, Reese James. Reece James is, is, is there right back for the next 10 years. I can already see that happening. He looks, he's a man before he's a boy him. He's brilliant. He scored obviously the the game before that. Um, those are two young English lads who I can't see being shifted. Tammy Abraham, Hudson Adoy, they've got a lot of work to do. To be they've honest. got uh, was it Tamori as well? Tamori look came back in, big money signing. Uh, played second half. Uh, I did he have some rumour about somebody looking for him on loan? But I don't know if uh, Lampard will allow that. He's I think he's wait, Lampard, Lampard had him when he was at Derby, uh, mm-hmm. and like I say, well, I think that was the kind of why when he took over Chelsea he was playing the likes of Tamori and Mason Mount because he'd had mm. them at Derby with him yeah. and he knows what they're capable of but it's going to be a long season I think Frank's still trying to feed out how he's going to mix the youngsters with these big money signings yeah. they'll, they'll get better I believe because uh, to be honest I didn't think they were all that against uh, Brighton I know Reese James is it Reese James? Yeah. yeah he scored a belter uh, absolute hammered one in the top corner but the scoreline flattered them a little bit, and then okay, it was Liverpool. Like you know, Liverpool could destroy anybody on that day. I mean, they've done it to Barcelona, you know. But yeah, also uh, we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned Thiago Silva coming oh, in yeah, as yeah. well. Doesn't well, played yet. Yeah, I mean, got Ziyech. Thiago Silva and Chilwell will strengthen the defense without a doubt. That he signed them, and this is the thing. I think that's why we've got to give Chelsea a little bit of time because he's. He's wanted to put his own stamp on it, but it's still it takes time. It's, it's still a bit of a mix of the t- players last yeah, season yeah, that yeah. maybe he was looking to edge out a bit. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, it's a mix of both teams, isn't it? Chilwell and Thiago Silva change your defensive line. You put a young kid like Tomorios or or uh, Rudiger next to him, mm-hmm. who's a good solid player, and, and, and a keeper that potentially could be a good buy. Then you've got a complete new back five. Really, that looks that that'll change them. Yeah, I and agree. then you've got. I do believe Werner is going to be class as well. They've, um, they've got rid of some, you know, they've got rid of some very experienced players who've done very well for the club in terms of Pedro and William. Yeah, I think that's just a bit age. Yeah. Um, what a fresher look, isn't it? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, William was, after Hazard left, was, you know, one of the bigger players. Pedro was, I think he came on in the FA Cup final against Arsenal. Yeah, they lost, but again, he still showed that 
he's got something about him. Mm. Two two class players still. I, I don't know where Pedro went. Mm. I mean, it's, uh, Pedro's into Roma. Roma. Uh, Typical Roma signing then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, William for Arsenal is a class signing. He is, and he looked good uh, in the William first William for anybody is a class signing. He's, bri- <laughs> he's brilliant. Carried that team some games last season. Um, yeah. Brett, you touched on uh, Thiago possibly um, looking like it's going to take John Henderson's place. I can't see that happening, mate. He's the captain. Obviously, he comes under a lot of scrutiny by players who, you know, maybe don't play, maybe don't understand the role of a centre mid. But that man, I mean, he set the first chance up. He was brilliant first half. He went off with a niggle as well, half time, where um, Thiago was introduced. I feel like, and we touched on this before, we sort of called earlier as well, Tom, earlier. Um, Fabinho slipped into centre half. Now, Joe Gomez is injured. I'll just play him at uh, centre half. Matip, Matip, tru- Matip can't be trusted with the injuries, and Dejan Lovren's left. So they either need to dip in the, in the pocket and, and buy another centre half to to accompany um, Virgil van Dijk. But Fabinho, he came up against three or four one-on-ones against Werner and looked so comfortable. Is he not a, is he not a, a first-choice well, centre-off? Werner skipped past, uh, skip past Alexander-Arnold a couple of times. He skipped past Henderson once, which isn't easy. But I never got past Fabinho. He was like, brilliant. Uh, he, he looked really sick there. You know what you were saying uh, about you know Henderson missing out? I think it'll be a road, obviously, with... Joe Gomez injured. I think they will look to play Fabinho there. So maybe Henderson, Henderson, it'll be Henderson, Kaita, and Taiego playing there. But I think when Joe Gomez gets fit, he'll look to have Fabinho Mm. further forward. The only problem that I can maybe say is they might end up replicating City off last season. Man City started, yeah, when they played Fernandinho centre half, Mm. they lost to Laporte. Hence why City were a bit slow to start off. And didn't really work for them really because Fernandinho's played centre half. A lot of times in his career, but last season, you know, he got caught out quite a bit. But for being, I mean, we can't judge him off one performance. I, look, you both know probably my stance on Fabinho. I've waxed lyrical about this bloke for years. Well, since he joined Liverpool, but he's just incredible. He's he mint looked, from centre mid. He looked class there. We'll he put was, it this way: first game at centre half, and, and you know, he was better than Van Dijk. Mate, Werner, <laughs> so Werner that's looked, one game, but yeah. he was he was, he was, the best sharp play, well. he was the best defender on the pitch. Werner looked sharp and he, he got in chances where you'd back him. That's what I'm saying, Werner. Werner is. He looks quality. Yeah. He, he's skipping past people. Yeah. He didn't get past him once. No, he didn't. He's a, he's a what, you're talking six foot something. He's a big boy. Uh, he can pass like, the ball. Big boy. He stomps <laughs> them out in midfield. I mean, that back five, let's just think about that for a minute. You've got Virgil van Dijk, who's arguably the best centre-half in the last decade. And I, you know, I don't like to jump on the bandwagon about players, but he's just that good. Uh, you got um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's possibly the best footballing fullback the Premier League's ever seen. As far he's in the changed. Premier League, when yeah. you think about what a what a fullback is twenty years ago and now, I mean, the guy takes free kicks, he takes corners. He you gets compare assists. him to Gary Neville. <laughs> when did you see Gary Neville? Like yeah. Gary Neville is arguably like, one of the best I'm fullbacks. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, exactly. I'm a fan of the Gary Nevilles. So I am, but like, it, it shows how fullbacks have changed over yeah, the years. He's a, he's a on the other side, attacking fullback. Yeah, on the other side, Andrew Robertson, just fantastic player, links up with Marnie so well, and then you have got Allison in goal who saved a penalty, and just he's just a fucking man mountain. That, he's that back five, he's, that, I mean, that whole reliable. team's reliable, and but that back five specifically is frightening. And then let's not even talk about the front three because for, for, speaks for, for itself. For, uh, Firmino doesn't really get much in the way of goals, mm-hmm. but all he does is drag defenses everywhere. He'll pick the ball up in his own half sometimes. He'll be out on the left. 
He'll come deep and play a one-two. He'll go out wide and Salah will drift inside. How are you supposed to defend against those two? That's the beauty they've got. People just look at the goals, but that man does so much. The the thing, uh, going back to the thing you said about Henderson. Um, Sorry, I can't help but get a boner every time we speak about Liverpool because no, I've just yeah, loved yeah. them for the last year. Because I'm a Sunderland fan, so we're and, uh, well, they're both Sun, they're both Sunderland fans. I'm a Newcastle fan, so obviously they've been wanking Henderson off as well. <laughs> he is a class player. I didn't get us wrong, mm. uh, and I'm, I don't agree entirely with what you're on about about him missing out. I think though, the more Thiago is so fucking good, and all that midfielders are good, mm. but Thiago is so good that they're all gonna miss out slightly because I do see him potentially. Uh, Cementing his place. He gave a penalty away. He did. I was a bit stupid, but well, speak- I reckon he'll cement his place, me, and yeah. the, so they'll just all rotate a bit. Well, he'll rotate as well. Yeah. One but thing I, I see him playing a lot yeah. of games. One thing I would say, he's obviously adapted his game since going to Germany, in which he's played a bit more of a holding role, a bit more defensive mm-hmm. uh, role within the team. But it's a different. Ca- I mean, he looks very. He's a very stu- He's a diminutive little fella, but he's good at tackling. But realistically against big because we've got some big powerhouse centre mids in the Premier League mm. I wouldn't re- I, I would perfectly play him with Henderson I think he probably gets the nod ahead of ahead of oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not saying Henderson yeah. doesn't play I'm, I just reckon I think they play very because, well together because they've got another midfielder in a in a lump of five mm. or six good midfielders yeah they're all going to miss out a little bit yeah. more time but to accommodate them I, you know? I would like to think that you get a centre mid like Henderson who's you know he's very good on the ball very very good on the ball but He's the sort of bloke you'll do doggy runs all day. Per- give the ball to someone like Thiago. Personally, if if let's say Fabinho does play there, I reckon their best three midfielders would be Thiago, Henderson, and Wijnaldum anyway. Yeah, That's and Wijnaldum haven't even mentioned everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like again, Gigi Wijnaldum. I mean, there was talk about him going to Barcelona with Koeman being there. Um, I can't imagine that happening. I can't see them letting him go. He's someone who. It'll he just w- be if he wants it now. I mean, you, you, you've you seen him more than me at Newcastle and yeah. I obviously seen him in the derbies where he went missing quite a lot. He did go missing in big games. Well, we used to say that about him, that uh, he went missing away from home, but I think he was frustrated with our squad. He knew his own ability. Yeah, um, and that does happen. He's got a lot better at Liverpool. That does happen. And, and But he's someone who, you'll not miss a kick. He's fit 38 he games a injured, season, I? never gets injured, always fit, always grafts. Never has a game less than seven out of ten. Like you need players like that around your team to keep the consistency high. But yeah, any final thoughts on that game? Obviously, it was two nil win. Uh, looked both for, for Marnie this week, uh, who you took out of your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. I told him to put Marnie in. He asked who I should put in. Told his, us, said, like, told us the first week, take Marnie out. Uh, sorry, take Salah out. So, put Marnie yeah, in. Yeah. Salah scores a hat trick. No, and he's like, no. put a Bama Yang no, no, in. No, no, no. no. That's uh, not why not fucking listen? He says, should I put Marnie in or Salah? I said, put Marnie in. But then I thought about it. I put Salah in. He scores a hat trick. Mm. Tom haters. So then he takes Marnie out. So then he takes Marnie out and puts Obama Yang in. Obama Yang has a pretty good game. I think he gets an assist potentially. But And then Marnie. One point or two. Um, so yeah, two nil. Anyway, I think sum up that one is Liverpool at Mint. Thiago's going to be class. Business Ch- as usual. Chelsea really. got yeah, work yeah, to do. Exactly, yeah. Chelsea got work to do. That's uh, what you need to do if you're going to win the league again. They're, they're go- it's it's going to be them and City again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, doubt. I think is fit to move on to the Everton game. Who have invested quite a bit of oh, money potentially blue, in Hamas. Yeah, side. Uh, looked very good. Um, I watched that game. Top of the league on goal difference. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored a hat-trick. Obviously, James Rodriguez looked very, very good as well. He looked very sharp. Uh, there was a red card that probably blighted the game a little bit, but uh, yeah, 
another win for Everton. What do you take from that? Uh, sat and watched it. Uh, first 10, 15 minutes, Everton were a bit numbered with the likes of uh, uh, Grady Diagana, who mm. West Brom had mm. signed from West Ham. Crack goal. I tell you what, if West Brom are going to have a fight this season, it's down to him. But going back to Everton, Everton are just... I think they finally found that clicky piece. I mean... They're, they're front three. Their strongest is probably Bernard, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. And then you're going to have Rodriguez behind. Then mm -hmm. the one person who misses out or does he maybe drop further into centre mid is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm. They've got so many options. Did he play the weekend, Sigurdsson? They brought him on. Mm. they got that Allen as well. I've only seen yeah. glimpses of the game, but he looked quality. De Curie. Oh, that's a good sign. Lucas Digg, I tell you what, this Dean, Everton yeah. team, they do it every four or five years. They have one season where they're really good and they'll beat most teams. They'll get into Europe, they'll struggle, they'll play more games and then they'll do a rebuilding job. They've done it under so you think they're going to do that this season? Think I think this think, year, yeah. with, with Ancelotti, they've got a better chance than ever. If they, again, though, you just hope to stick with them because it's, it's so hard now. Like, well, you got 10 teams who are can challenge, yeah. you know, Wolves, uh, Everton. And so, yeah. But Ancelotti's top draw he's signed quality players mm -hmm. he's got a couple already there and Richarlison and that and Calvert-Lewin I must ha admit I, I didn't in a personal opinion I, I, I didn't see much but then again I also said in Harry Kane's first season that he was a one hit wonder so he <laughs> well, said that for four years as well mm. yeah, yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin looks like a player for, for a young age I mean he's always been in the he's got the best environment now with he Ancelotti has. and then players around him he has but he's got a lot of physical presence yeah. Um, he's very, very good in the air. And he's a little bit of a shit as well, which is good. Yeah. You know, when you're a striker, he's got a bit of a mean bit, streak. Yeah, he can be a bit of an. Uh, like, he irritates people. Yeah. He irritates me, but that's good. He's, he's need, got a bit of cocky arrogance to him. You need that. But he backs it up. Um, he's been in a poor Everton team, really, an inconsistent Everton team for a couple of years. But I think he's um, he's cemented his place now, and he's got he's got a lot about him. He can finish. He's really good in the air. He's, and he got a hat trick. He's a tall lad as well and quite young. So mm. if he. He could, he could make he could turn himself into a beast as he gets mm -hmm. a bit more physical. Yeah, you, you're going off saying when the time that he actually got his chance to play for Everton, mm -hmm. you look at uh, the, some of the options they had up front. So yeah. I think timing was perfect for him to be able to take his chance. He's yeah. taken it. He's basically you know the first name on the team sheet for that starting role because of you know how physical he is, yeah. what mm -hmm. he can offer as a target man. And, 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 such. In, and in terms of the attacking options England have got realistically i mean he's a young kid but if you're scoring goals in the premier league you might even get a call up this year to the full full yeah. national squad he's got a good uh Would you under 21 uh sort of history i mean realistically there's well, vardy vardy's vardy's retired. done from it um, you've got danny ings danny ings yeah harry kane harry kane of course uh, yeah but Timmy sitting, sitting behind harry kane. i mean harry kane's but you know easier pick but behind that my yeah. argument is if tammy abraham's in the setup um and he's not playing well, first team football be, uh, well, he can't be far off a shout. So I'd I'd like to think that he'll get a call up this this year. I think yeah. if he Gareth continues Southgate, continues yeah. from last week, uh, well, well, yeah, a couple yeah, of days do. ago, yeah, uh, then yeah, yeah. And you know, Southgate gives gives um, players time as well. So I'd like to think he'll be included if he keeps up this rich being a form as well. He gives some people too much time. I know. Yeah, I know. Users love him, but Pickford, I mean, I like. Uh, I think Pickford's <laughs> got photos of him or something. Like. <laughs> I mean. 
the jury's still out for Pickford, isn't it? But yeah, he, he's got a lot of ability. I think there. he's a good keeper, but I'll just argue with Dean Henderson. Just, just going off here, have a look at the Aston Villa Sheffield United game that's in play at the minute. Mm. So Sheffield United are down to ten men. John Egan's been sent off. Oh, he's oh, on my bench bollocks, as well. He's in my he's team. Uh, <laughs> minus points, and then thirty-third the minute, Brett. John Lundstrom like. missed a penalty. Who did? John Lundstrom missed a penalty for Sheffield United. Oh shit! That'd be so that'd be me made pissed off as well. He had him. Lundstrom. Lundstrom, yeah. So you play like Egan's on my bench, so I'm happy about that uh, on my fantasy team. Hmm. Uh, anyway, next we can speak about uh, Man City. Obviously, they're playing after uh, against after Wolves. We didn't really actually. Can we just go back to Everton a little bit for any hmm. Everton fans out okay. there <laughs> in podcast land? <laughs> um, we didn't really mention Rodriguez. Oh yeah, we didn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say other than it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he, he looks, he's a quality player, isn't he? He's a, uh, yeah, he, he is. But he's he's also a player who's who's underwhelmed. He was picked up in the World Cup where he had a blinder. And you know you know what that inflates your value like? He's went to Real Madrid. He's never done bad, but he's never, ever been a complete he, highlight of the team. Yeah. He's and, in that weird phase of Madrid, though, where they were like... Signing people and shipping them off within about six months. Like escorted uh, Armendi, the names of the mm-hmm. list goes on. Mm-hmm. But I, I think uh, you look brilliant at the weekend. The, again, again, it's it's the right manager for the right player. You know what I mean? When you got a, you wouldn't. No offense to Everton, but he wouldn't have went to Everton without Ancelotti. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like if not, yeah. if Moyes was still there from back in the day, <laughs> it's he's, hard, he's, yeah, it's he's hard to retract gonna, that. If you've got Ancelotti going, yeah, I've got I'm working on something. Yeah, you know, I'll reignite your career. Uh, I think he'd do well. He looked good. Am I right in saying he has worked with Ancelotti before? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to go out on a limb and say <laughs> that because I might be I wrong again. Uh, <laughs> his goal he scored was brilliant. Quality, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Natural instinct, like didn't really look where the goal was, just flicked it. He's to got that in his locker. There's the what he set up. I think the pass that led to Calvert Lewin's goal. Ball came into him a little dink over the top. Mm-hmm. Richarlison goes on to plays it across goal, and I think. It's it's going to be an interesting one because I think the money for him as well is twenty five million, it. definitely worth it. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Good we sign. paid forty million for fucking Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you compare any sign to Joe Linton, it's Joe gonna be a Linton, good one. <laughs> Joe Linton off the pitch. Joe Linton, the striker, left mid, left I back. I didn't want to hammer him too much. I like him as a lad, not as a football player. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting it's one. Too, with too bad he's a football player, and not one he missed. Fernandinho being handed the armband by Man City, who play later on today. Um, you know. Tom actually spoke about this earlier when we were speaking about the Man City uh, show on Amazon Prime. He speaks about, because you get to see a, a lot behind the scenes, he speaks about what a, what a, what a person uh, Vincent Company is and was mm-hmm. uh, and sort of epitomized everything that Man City done on and off the pitch. They don't seem to have that sort of leader, obviously, in the, the, the camp now, but Fernandinho, I mean, he's been there close to a decade really now, hasn't he? What, five, seven years, maybe? So I don't know yeah. off the top of my head, but he's been there a long time. He's been a... Um, a good signing for them. He's been a good servant to the club. Um, what do you see them? How do you both see them um, performing this season? Because we've spoke about Liverpool, and you know I love Liverpool. I, there's something telling me that Man City might might nick ahead of them this year. I, I, I don't want to. I want to believe my heart, but something's telling me that um, Man City are going to be very, very consistent, very hard to beat this year. Yeah, I think they'll be more consistent because it's it was it's not like a pep team that gets beat as often as it did last season. Yeah. But uh, the Fernandinho captaincy, it kind of makes sense to me in terms of the how long he's been there, how consistent he's been as a player. 
I don't think you'll play every week, regardless of being captain or not. I think it's more for the dressing room. You if you're like the manager, do you not have Kevin De Bruyne as your? Is your um, I mean, he's probably. I mean, Jordan Henderson won PFA Player of the Year last year, but maybe, maybe. But I, I think it's. Um, I think the way Pep sets up his teams, he has a team of like eleven captains mm-hmm. on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And so I think the Fernandinho choice is maybe more of longevity. He's been there, experience. Yep. He's like the father figure, like company was maybe now, and he's probably more not just for a captain on the pitch, but as a as a leader when when he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, d- I don't know who they've selected as vice captain, but mm. yeah, I know what you mean about the Bruyne. But no. I think he want he wants an older head. Maybe he, he may he might not want that pressure on the Bruyne. Yeah, to to let him play more free. For me, I think it's a temporary fix. I don't. Are you all remember? It's an agent, Fernandinho. There was talks at the end of last season that he was one of the players that would be leaving with David Silva mm-hmm. for him to get the armband. It might have been something that swayed him to sign that contract extension. Mm-hmm. You never know. But mm-hmm. for me, I think depending on what Pep Guardiola's plan is for Man City, he should have realistically looked to give it to someone who's going to be there long term. And I mm-hmm. think Kevin De Bruyne maybe. Well, he's uh, someone who leads by example, isn't he? But yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily need a, an armband to to do that. But um, they've obviously lost David Silva, who's a massive loss. I mean, he's one of the best players in Man City's history, if not the best, really. When you look at him, ten years in the Premier League. I mean, he's, he's just been consistently. In, I mean, good. He, he's, his highlight reel could go on for a, a year. Um, they've lost him. Um, Phil Foden's probably the ideal replacement whether it's too soon for him because he's got a lot of experience but as the last few weeks have shown he's uh, he's still a young lad um, but he could be an ideal replacement you've got Leroy Sané who's left um, you know he's never really cemented his place he's had moments of absolute brilliance went to Bayern Munich for 54 million obviously had a long term uh, injury last year but where do you guys think I mean, I think we all probably agree that's right. going to be a two-horse race. Yeah, first, but where, first or second. First or second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know whether to go with my head because my head tells me Man City is going to win the league this year and I don't want that to be the case. But something tells me that they will. Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Liverpool have got a weird advantage because City are playing in an hour's time, their first game. And Liverpool already sat top with six points. Yeah. So I reckon that's a weird psychological advantage. I, I wouldn't have took if I was, well, fucking hell. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I was anywhere near Pep's level. But <laughs> it does seem strange that they've waited that time. Man, you took an extra gap as well and didn't look mm. ready for everybody else. Yeah. So we'll see how they do tonight. Because uh, your opinion changes, doesn't it? I, you know, after watching Liverpool the last two games, I've had the feeling of like they're not even kicked into gear yet. Yeah. So, and realistically, this question could have been a lot more difficult had the sign Messi had the sign Messi because that was something that I was just. I mean, I think I every just football fan, sign Messi, yeah, especially every Premier League fan, was like, "Please let this happen." We've all seen your bar, so your whole career. Let's see what you like. I wish you had signed them, lads. Liam Gallagher and all the rest of you. I <laughs> yeah. wish you had signed them. Me too, because <laughs> I just think, <laughs> wow, that sick. front three of Aguero, Sterling, Messi. And I don't care Christ. what anyone says, he would have scored a oh, fucking bucket. Of load. course, he would. He would have probably scored. And it would have been fun to get and watch him getting kicked up the arse. He's, as well, he's, he's some big hoofing defender, so but he would have scored a shit. You're saying he got bucket loads. I mean. That's evidently like going to happen with Kevin De Bruyne playing behind you. Oh, that man can pick a pass. He, he could have his back to goal and still somehow find <laughs> yeah, you. Literally. Yeah. He's a freak. Um, he is insane. It's going to be really interesting. Um, what the what happened, obviously, 2017-18 season was that Liverpool missed out um, 
by a couple of points or a point because the the level was so high that Man City were keeping. I mean, these these both point season wasn't it? Uh, yeah, was it, uh, eighteen nineteen. No. Oh, it was. It was eighteen nineteen. Because it was. Oh yeah, it was. Liverpool won the Champions League that season. Okay, and yeah. True. It's going off that that season for me. It's you look back through every Premier League season. Ninety-seven points is more than enough for you to win the league. Yeah, and I just that's it, any any other year they win the league. Yeah, that's it, but when, yeah, it was it wasn't eighty nine. That's right. it. The consistency between City and Liverpool has been there for what three four seasons now. Um, but when you look, but at City li- slipped yeah. up slightly last season. That's why Liverpool ran away at a canter, and the way that they played themselves. But City fell off that. Con- the consistency between them two was so high that a few games can almost wreck the season. Do you, do you I think it'll be that season. close again. Liverpool has started with two straight wins. Well, I'm saying so maybe it's, maybe it's inst- just because I'm feared that Man City will uh, will win the league. But when you look at Liverpool's form from that season, I mean, they, they missed out narrowly mm. and they won the year after. And now we're in this season, but realistically, they've lost a handful of games in three years. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why it was unlike City because the two, three seasons before that, they were the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna be. I don't Who know. It say? is very early, but Who I don't you say? I'm, I'm gonna actually say Liverpool. Fuck it, I'm gonna say Liverpool are gonna win I the league. I think at this moment in time, I do think Liverpool. If Man City go and hammer Wolves tonight, I might be yeah. like, oh shit. But at the minute, I think Liverpool. I hate to be that guy. I think it's one team <laughs> that are under the radar a little bit at the minute. Arsenal. Oh, he fucking loves Arsenal. Uh, I like them. I think <laughs> they've improved, but I think they're still. Too Arsenal weak. have have been ahead by Christmas five times and. and and what I can remember and, and got pinned back having said that they've signed Obama Young's got a contract extension Willian Willian and you've also got to remember who's managing them now as well Arteta's done a good job I mean he's, he's won silverware already he's won quite a bit but mm-hmm. yeah you're right I think they've definitely got a new look to them but whether or not they're going to challenge I think there's them two and then there's a different and that's super category. early but I honestly still think I think all I think most teams have improved this year with their signings mm-hmm. but I still think there'll be a gap between second and third. I do. On points. Yes. I do. I do as well. Right, Definitely. Two are just too good. Yeah, I do. Because Man United, Man United finished. I'd love to be proved year. wrong. Like I'd love yeah. somebody to do a Leicester, like Leicester or something. <laughs> Heaven. Yeah. Newcastle. Well, well Leicester. Newcastle aren't doing it. I know that. Leicester got a shout. Well, they've got, they got goals in the team. You talk mm. about under the radar. They could be one because the expectations sort of dropped off them a little bit. Mm. So, so they can play a bit more freely now, and well, maybe that was the thing, wasn't it, last season with Leicester? People do seem to forget, you know, they had that amazing season and they've always been in the round since then. They've signed well. Last season, when Liverpool was running away with it, there was that question, is it going to be Leicester or City who mm. gets second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're exactly, yeah, they did. They challenged Yeah, them. yeah, they did. Fell off a bit at the end, but they did. I do, I, and you're right there, yeah. City were, were in that battle for a while with them. Mm-hmm. I do think City will step back up to the plate this year yeah. and make it closer. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't talk about the most of the discussion points absolutely love the back page of the sun spot headline it's got a picture of sadio mane and the headline reads video thrill the sadio store <laughs> which is a pretty uh pretty sure. funny little headline oh, i like that yeah. i like that um but yeah i mean in terms of anything else to add to what we could talk about newcastle if you'd like um, nah. af- um after I, could, I can sum that up quite quickly shite uh yeah pretty shite I mean, they had the. Con- I've seen it coming. Me, we're, we're one. Let's quickly do this. I'll get this out of the way for any Newcastle fans. Uh, I try to be optimistic normally, so excuses being pessimistic now. 
I thought would beat the worst West Ham team that I've seen a in a long time mm. on the first game of the season. We looked sort of solid, but it was two big hoofing teams. Mm. We were lumping it up to Carroll. And it's a shame because we've got a clever player on Wilson there. We then struggled against Blackburn in the Cup. Uh, apart from Miggy, Miggy Almiron, who played brilliantly. And then we left him on the bench the next game. He's clearly our best player. And we'll play hoofball again. Over a maximum. Yeah, Maximum's got the, the more raw ability to change things on a dynamic, but in terms of that overall football, if you know what I mean. When, Ma- when Maximum's, went off injured, when is, Maximum's it, is a long-term not, injury? When Maximum's not there, you're playing with 10 men. True. If he's not switched on, Miggy's switched on. True, true, time. true. Is, is Maximum, um, is he injured? I mean, he went off injured, is he? He went off injured. I don't know if it was... He, he, he fell on his ankle a bit. He might have twisted it. I can't see it being too long. Okay. He didn't look up for the fight. Got and that's, that's me worry with... Most teams play progressive football now. We were playing Mike Bassett, lump it up the pitch. He got, he got the worst rating yesterday. I mean, he played, I think it was 33 minutes. He gave away a penalty. Yeah. Uh, he had just 14 touches in 33 minutes. It just shows, you know, it wasn't really Newcastle's day. And yeah. I think playing against Brighton, you got to remember this Brighton team a few years ago were a League One team, and then they've, they've turned themselves again into an established Premier League team. Uh, They've got an identity to them. I think that's what Brett says. uh, Which I didn't think they did at the time, but ultimately it's been proven right in moving Hutton on and bringing this kid into play. Because Brighton Brighton were a team who were just trying to stay up, but now they're trying a team who's trying to compete. And that's where the frustration comes as a Newcastle fan because we are only trying to stay up. We're not trying to compete. There's no progression. Well, having sport, having having, been managed... Being a Sunderland fan, we've been managed by a Brucey member, uh, and, and uh, you know, although we had our one of our highest top flight finishes in tenth under Brucey, footballing was very underwhelming. The, 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 we weren't very consistent. We were pretty hard to beat on days, but well, we didn't have. We had a good centre forward who would get us goals, who looks like Callum Wilson could fit that role. But is, we didn't have any identity. This was, is it. This is it, right? And you know, all these other podcasts and and punditry shows with okay proper professionals but I was getting sick to the back teeth and being told to be appreciative for this 13th place finish that we had when I was like well what's oh, stopping you guys actually trying to qualify for Europe well, it, it, well that's just it we don't care we should we should be pushing for that we're not being uh, out of our realm in, in wanting it Yeah, we can't do it now because we haven't got a good enough team but we're not trying to progress the football is we are so pedestrian. It's it's insane well, how slow we are. You've said about Brighton. They've stayed up last year. Mm-hmm. Not being established in the Premier League for as long as Newcastle now, really. But, I mean, how long has he been back in the Premier League? And you, you, you should think you should be pushing on now, but maybe it's because of Mike Ashley. You well, still look I know like this, this would cause a bit of controversy because some people still hate Yaron Aboot. I'm not trying to live in the past. We should be moving on. I'll give Brucey's credit for getting them seemingly fighting, although yesterday they didn't look like they had it. Um, but don't start I, crying. I, I know you're going to mention. We would have progressed more with Rafa without. A <laughs> I knew. Well, I remember. Like, I remember we definitely like, would have. Yeah. Oh god, he he's, he's, he's won everything. I just want him back. <laughs> I, I would. I would. Do, I just want a team that's trying to play. And can you remember? I didn't uh, want to have a gunner, Bruce, but he's not good enough. Just speaking about Rafa, though, can you remember when he uh, got you guys relegated? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, came eight games. Goal, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny. Uh, eight games where you were safe. Do you know he's had a. He's were probably he's better under Bruce in the Prem. You know he'll not. The, the, the difference is though, in terms of where we're finished position wise, but football we weren't. Honestly, I don't know where the pundits are getting this. We had two good games after the coronavirus shit <laughs> happened, 
and everyone was like, oh, aren't they great? We won two games in, like, I think that whole second part of the year. And like, well, yeah. well why not play? Do we not watch that in Spain as well against West Ham? Yeah, I think so. Was it no, you drew 2-2? Two, two. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Well, and if we win next week, we're well, brilliant. Signed Jeff Hendrick. <laughs> signed Jeff Hendrick, who looked good in the opening day. Signed Callum Wilson. You got Ryan Fraser. Jamal Lewis, who is a really good, really good buy. I think uh, he got head kicked. Switching yeah. music yesterday. Uh, we just, need a, we just uh, need to play a more prog- uh, progressive formation. Four four two against the side who moves the ball in that sort of three five one turned into a 4-3-3 formation mm. is, is going to kill her every time. Going yeah. back to that uh, head kick. It wasn't Jamal Lewis. In a, uh, yeah, it, it was Jamal Lewis who got kicked in the face, but it was Yves Basuma. That, I don't know what he's thinking. Like, what kind of touch are you trying to do there? I mean, who kicks the foot, you know, five, <laughs> I mean, I was, five ten up in the air? Definitely I mean, just Pilates, like, he definitely just Yeah, well, definitely, but, I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I, it, was, it mirrored that of Nigel De Jong and Chabi Alonso, you know, it just wasn't nice. I think I'll <laughs> give credit to the kid, though. What, what's he called, the lad who kicked? Well, Yves Basuma. Yves um, Basuma. I'm not going to try and say that. One thing, I'll, <laughs> one thing I'll give to him, though, is he... Uh, I think he knew he was getting sent off and he was more concerned about the player. So I'll give him that, that like, that I'll way. give him that. And he tweeted afterwards. We well, like, did switch your music him in the face. Yeah, well, he, uh, he nearly blinded the little... He's, I mean, he's only a bit 12. <laughs> Bless him. He, didn't, he looked well, good against Liverpool. I think he's he got w- some ability. He was getting caught out a bit uh, at the back, but I think that's down to he had absolutely zero cover off maximum. Hmm. Um, we haven't covered what probably the one of the most talk, uh, best talking points in Tottenham. Yesterday, um, one five one, two five, five two. two wasn't it? Obviously, he had two chalked off. Harry Kane, he had four assists, and he also got his you know custom goal as usual at the end. Hyun Sun Min got four, and I still regret not putting him in the opening uh, me fantasy team in the opening day. So I really wanted to do it. Anyway, he got four goals. Some of the balls that Harry Kane was playing, well, it, and it goes to show if they do get Gareth Bale in, Christ. Well, what was said earlier about, I was saying about um, the maybe sometimes lack of fight or lack of consistency. Yeah. Two players there, though, who've been consistent in it. Yeah. Son and Kane, you can rely on every, they, they're always quality. I think that's what Mourinho's trying to instill into them. I do think he will this season. I reckon they'll kick on a little bit. Yeah. I don't know whether I can challenge. I don't think they can challenge title wise, but I do think they'll kick on. They'll be they'll yeah. be threatened in the top four. They've they've, sh- they've shown glimpse, there, they've right? shown glimpses of them trying to get their act together. Um, I remember a couple of weeks back, uh, Lloris, Colleran, um, Colleran, Kyunson Min actually have not tracked them back, mm-hmm. which went all the way down the tunnel. Um, and you know I, I thought it was great to see demanding more of your players, but you know they look good. They look dangerous going forward as they always do. But if they can get it ne- sorted at the back. They could be up there. Yeah. Look, um, can I just say, looking at the signings they've made, obviously Gareth Bale on loan, which we spoke about, Sergio Rajulian from Real Madrid, uh, twenty-one million. Yep. Pierre Emil Hoiberg from Southampton, undisclosed. Mm-hmm. Joe Hart for a transfer from Burnley, and Matt Doherty from Wolves. Yeah, they've signed time. well. Uh, well, speaking about Matt Doherty from Wolves, I'm not trying to segue off too much because we haven't spoke about Wolves yet because they're playing tonight. Apparently, very close to signing Nelson Semedo from Barcelona, who's going to be... Uh, the, the pace that they're going to have on the right side with him and Adama Traore is just... I don't even want to think about it. But you're right, Matt Doherty, he's came up the ranks with him. And, you know, he's got that Solid move to Tottenham. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a strange time to leave unless Wolves want him out the door because you can offer them money, but realistically, Wolves have actually got... Uh, 
you know, they've got yeah. more heavy investors. They, they, they've got that at the minute. They're on a bit of an upward trajectory, but you got to think Tottenham. But they've got heavy. You know, inv- they've got heavy they've investors. Got Mourinho, they've got rich. They've got you guys may not know this, but the reason behind Matt Doherty going to Tottenham is because of George Mendes, who is a Portuguese agent. Who I think he might be Mourinho's agent. He's quite. Uh, I think he's Nuno Espirito's. Mm. agent so he's obviously managed to work something in that favor mm. by because i think that's what was the fee for that again uh for matt already uh that from it was Wolves? 14 it makes sense that the agents 14.7 million <laughs> the 27 28 year old he's done well he's he's got goals in him as well and he's a solid player aren't he? yeah, he's solid uh so that's all that's all the talking points really um to speak about the player of the week who do we have pinned down? There's, you know, it's been a couple of, you know, there's a couple of contenders this week. There's uh, Son. 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 Min's got four. I tell you what, again, I'm not talking Newcastle, but the Newcastle game that uh, he came off because we we're kicking the shit out of him was the only way to get near him. No, Tadic Lamp Lamp. That's the one. I eh? the little kid on the wing. He's the, about three right four back. five. He's um, scary. They got good. him from Chelsea. Uh, got him from Chelsea. He's a bit three for five. I've never seen before. Honestly, he's borderline midget. He is rapid. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm being a bit offensive. <laughs> Sorry, being a bit he's, he's, a small, he's a small lad, but on it, he was solid. Like he got kicked. He didn't complain. He got up. He got subbed off. Did you? He see? ran. Uh, I think they were protecting him because we were just we couldn't catch him, so we we're just clipping his heels. Yeah. He was quality though, but he never whinged. Um, he left Chelsea, even though Lampard wanted to keep him, but he said he wasn't convinced about his time. Right back. Mm-hmm. No, more like a, uh, well, maybe as a tackle. Sp- on the right side. Is the right side, yeah. He played, on, well, played pretty much as a winger against us, though. But yeah, I think like an attack fullback possibly. But uh, well, we've got I mean, James there. So. I wouldn't like to have him defending corners like at the back post. But uh, he was quality, absolutely quality. Well, not bad. I didn't man in the match, and he only played fifty-two minutes. So really, that says everything. And Mopé scored two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, player of the week. I mean, if we all already got someone in mind who we think yeah. son. Yes, on ice. I think it helped. Obviously, the goals that he got were chances that you would expect him to take. But the, the performance, like you get a lot of players who get in the positions he was in and maybe put it straight, they keep his feet or they put it wide. But he was very clinical. And I mean, for Danny Ings as well, got two goals. He's mm. continuing from where he was last season. Uh, but for me, Son is just, he just showed that quality that obviously got him that move to Tottenham. Carver Lewin? Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't think Calvert Lewin done enough. I think he done a lot to get a hat trick, obviously. But I think when you've got them kind of players around you, it was it was all on a plate for him, really. Mm. I mean, we're seeing player of the week. There's still two fixtures to play at night, really. So potentially yeah. it's unfair. But Aguero, <laughs> oh, that's a case. De Bruyne, De Bruyne, Sterling. Got Never a, seen the bloke have a bad game. Yeah, Sterling got five tonight. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, so Haas another good shout. Look very, very sharp. Um, there's a few. Yeah. Sadio Mane is definitely up there. Fabinho is definitely up there. Uh, class. I mean, he played against 10 men for half a game, but Christ, he didn't put a foot wrong. He did not put a foot wrong. I think it's going to be Son, Lamperty. And I think when you're going on that Zahar one, I think it was a mixture of just the whole Palace team in general. Yeah, true. So who are we going with then, Brett, Tom? Who, who would you say? Who's your player of the week? Uh, just Son, goals. Just son, goals, win goals. prizes. Son. Son, it's interesting because yeah. a lot of them, they weren't easy chances, but they were ones that you'd expect them to took away and they were all assisted by Harry Kane. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they maybe not have them. It was a but they're also playing against a pretty you know loose. Team I, I the think back. they'll be down this season. Southampton. We'll come on to that, mate. Um, but you're saying Hunter, man. I'm gonna say him as well. Yeah. Uh, I find it hard to disagree. Really, I'd like to see Sadio Mane just because of his effort and he was just chasing everything down. But I'm going to say Hyun Sun-min as well. Why not? I'll agree with you guys. I think he's right there. He's got four goals. Could have got more. Missed a couple of chances as well. <laughs> and he had two shot off, which, you know, again, is pretty worrying for Southampton to concede five and still be lucky. At home as well. At home. Well, yeah. So that's our player of the week. Surprise of the week. What's a surprise? Is it a surprise performance? You're not surprised by Newcastle getting beat, are you, Tom? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> I'm trying, like I said before, trying to be. Op- I do honestly. I'm a very optimistic football fan, mm. but uh, I, I'd seen it coming from even from the West Ham game. Mm. I've, uh, so no, surprise of the week. Um, well, let let's go from the start. Really, I would say, actually, maybe it hasn't surprised some people, but um, it surprised me slightly. I didn't think they would adapt as well as they have, but mm. uh, Leeds. Leeds, uh, bringing yeah. that football into the Premier League and making it work. Um, well, they scored seven goals in the opening two games. Um, got three points. They did, you know, uh, mount a comeback, nearly Fulham, which, you know, spells, I mean, they were 4-1 up at one point. Could they have killed the game off and slowed the game down? Will, will that cost <laughs> them points over the uh, space of the season? But you're right, I think they look very good. And I, I could sort of tell against Liverpool that, they weren't just at the races that day. It looked like they've got a real game plan. Yeah, they've got very, dangerous, very yeah. dangerous players going forward. One thing I noticed about them is going off the stats against Fulham, they have, they've been very clinical. Yeah. They've taken most chances, which a lot of newly promoted teams So did you not have many shots? or uh, Fulham, for me, I think were the better side. And I mm. think for them not to come away with at least a point was mm. quite harsh on them. Mm. I think Leeds have took every chance, well, more or less every chance that came to them. Yeah, but and, and that sort of epitomizes the difference between the Premier League and the the Championship, doesn't it? Yeah. If, you, if you miss a few chances, you really do, uh, you really do get punished. A team that was similar to them last season, Norwich in terms of taking chances. I think Timo Pukki started very well, mm. and but yeah, I think Leeds, if they. What would you want them to do? Maybe continue with this attacking presence? I, I don't and think they really know anything. Other, otherwise, yeah. I think you the manager's a very that, the manager's a very interesting bloke, and I think he's got his he's got his ideas, and I think he just lets them play. They're very attacking, dynamic football, and yeah, I don't think got, they know how to do anything they else. They've got to win. Yeah, they do. They've got some really talented individuals who I'm sure you'll see a lot more of this Definitely. season. So would you say that's the surprise in Leeds? I mean, um, it's just for me slightly. I mean, look, uh, they were top of the league. They played good football. Um, maybe a surprise is a, is a little much, but I just thought I wasn't sure if it would translate. Mm. It's still early, they're going at teams. There's that little surprise element. I mean, years ago, you had Blackpool came and done it, <laughs> and then they got relegated in the second half. Yeah. But I think Leeds are built a bit better than that. We haven't mentioned Leicester obviously quickly against Burnley, uh, scored fourth. Um, just another one, it was a pretty poor game to watch. Burnley, I mean, I think quite a few sh- players missing, yeah. Had a couple had an injury early on with uh, Brady. Um, I think they had to sub him off, but they didn't look at the races. They didn't have Ben Mio Tarkovsky. Yeah, they had um, they had Jimmy Dunn, who we had in Loma in the championship, who who I can test, uh, who I can testify for being bang average. He actually scored. Um, yeah, they had another young kid. Uh, uh, long as well, Kevin Long. Kevin has been long at the guy. club for quite a while. Yeah, he's not a young lad, mate. He's uh, he looks young. Yeah, he looks up, but he's he's been at Burnley oh, he? for a good thirty. 
He's 30. Oh, mate, he's, he's one of those players, you know, like a he Tony Hibbert. Like a youth prospect. I was like, who's this kid? He just hovers around the team, mate. He's well, he hasn't aged, and that's, you know, the rest of the team. He hasn't aged. Because he's not, he's not being playing to age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, Harry. He's got no stress of playing. Phil Bosley played as well. He's he still a good. Run to train yeah. him, <laughs> Ten years. He's <laughs> getting paid very handsomely. I, I think so. Leeds probably is going to be, because I think a lot of people are interested to see how they would fare in this game, and they've, they've duly delivered. It's a good point. Um, I'm I'm struggling to think of of what could. I mean, there's still these two games that could spring a surprise. You think Wolves get a point or Wolves get a win? Wolves are Wolves are an easy start. Like, but they're a good team. Like, that's why if City go and give them a beating the night, then you go oh, shit. They're up for this. Mm. But you could Wolves. Wolves are capable of beating anybody. Like, hundred percent. The one thing with Wolves is uh, they've lost Matt Doherty and they've lost they've lost, lost Diego Yotta to Liverpool. Mm. It's going to be interesting because that front three they had last season, Wolves, was very, mm-hmm. you know, well, you had him consistent yeah, with Jimenez, each other. Jimenez, Traore, and Yota. Yota. They've got they've got other replacements. Um, They're still got a in. big enough squad, but yeah, they are definitely slightly weakened by that. Mm. But um, we'll see what they do. I reckon they'll give them Man City a game. That's at Molyneux, so it'll be yeah. give them a game. They need. I think my sort of surprise is probably I, I, I struggle to argue with Leeds. Um, because again, this, you know, they scored four goals and won the game. Um, I don't know if there's an individual I'd pick out from that team. Uh, maybe Cock. Is that <laughs> my pronouncing that right? <laughs> I'd love to think that he's called Cock. Or is it? Do you pronounce it Cock? Cock. I, I mean, what, what is it? I don't. I don't know. We're English, so it's just Cock. W- <laughs> one player for me that stood out was um, Matthias Click. Is mm. uh, yeah. He was, yeah, yeah, he was he kind of again. one of their main. Did he players. scored the first game. I think he scored the penalty. I think uh, Patrick Bamford mm. had played quite a role yeah. in the the Liverpool game, but. Yeah. For me, Click, I've watched him uh, when he was in the championship with him, and he just he looks. Looks like a full player. Yeah, they got held a Costa as well. Yeah, he does look. He good. got a double he's, as he, well. He, yeah, he looked really good. Good left foot. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll again side with you guys, and I'll see Leeds with a surprise package. Although I did have them down to to put Fulham to the sword before the game. Uh, goal of the week. Which ones have we seen, and which ones you know warrant it? Goal of the week. There's a few to choose from. The one that stand. I mean, it's not. Um, there's a couple of different goals, but I loved, I think it was Son's fourth goal. There's a ball that goes out wide that Harry Kane chases down. He doesn't even look. He might have a slight glance. He plays this ball in behind on a plate past three defenders to Son, and he finishes. But the ball, Jesus. You know, you know what my pick is actually Mane's second. Because <laughs> yeah, that video is just class. Yeah. He, make, he mistakes a pass. Yeah. Hops in the air like mad, pissed off with yeah. himself, and then just sets off after the ball. Well, that's, don't that, get us wrong; yeah. it's a slight mistake by Kepa, but he's put him there, and yeah. that's just pure determination. And in terms of a quality goal, but I would love to see, I love to see a player of mine doing that. Yeah, there's a hundred the examples of that on the Liverpool team. Uh, going back to the Champions League game at home against Barcelona when they when they won four nil a couple of seasons ago. There was a similar incident with Alexander Arnold on the right wing when he gave the ball away and it felt Alba. Rather than back in and uh, regret the pass that he made, chased the ball down, won it, puts it on a plate for Wijnaldum. So, yeah, I'd struggle to argue with that, to be honest, because I uh, just love Sadio Mane. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen it. It was in their Everton-West Brom game. Matthias Pereira's free kick. Oh, yeah, that was 25 yeah, yards yeah. out. And that, uh, that young lad from West Ham, the got his greedy, goal was cracking Yeah, greedy well, dear, dear I'm going to stick with Mane for me. For me, I'm I'm gonna have to say Matthias free kick. It was sick for West Brom. It was just three different goals of the weekend. 
Hmm. I don't know who I'd even go for, really. There's a few. I want to say Mane's because it's just that's just what you want to you see. From the player, first, Should we all just hold our? Yeah, hold. What we think because we know for a yeah, fact, fact that Kevin De Bruyne is going to probably put one in the top bins from 35 <laughs> yards. Who I'm going to go with just because it's um, just because it's his first game, just because it was a very good performance from himself and as a team. I'm going to go with James Rodriguez because it was just pure instinct. Yeah, just put it in the bottom Tidy corner. Finish. Yeah, so that's what I'd have for goal of the week. Um, I think we've basically. We've spoke about everything that was to speak about, to be honest, on our so, um, first ever podcast. I know we've... Uh, we said we'll we've be finished by 7 o'clock. Let's, it's 10 uh, past, so. let's wrap it up with a quick... Um, it's early days, so these will change, but let's wrap it up with a quick prediction. I'm, I'm saying quick, I you're get us quick predictions for Ooh. top four, bottom three. And when I say quick, I mean, you know, okay. not slow as shit. Brett, you're first. <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> yeah, City, Arsenal, I say Ooh. Spurs. Okay. Was it me? Yes, you. I'll say for the top four: Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Spurs. I'm gonna go Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, City, Man United, and Spurs. Right. We'll, see, we'll see at the end of the season how they. Two years are wrong for <laughs> Arsenal and Man United. Um, <laughs> Who's there? Who's going to get relegated? Then there's, a, I mean, there's a couple of candidates. Uh, uh, for me, I think Burnley's number might be ticking. I think West Brom. Fair enough, they had a good game against Everton until the red card. Yeah. I still don't feel like they're going to compete much. I think Fulham as well. I think Burnley, Southampton, Fulham, and West Brom are going to be the four teams I contest at this season. Well, the thing that normally keeps Burnley up is their home form. Because it's not a nice place to go. We've been there, Brett. It's a horrible place to play football. And that normally gets them over the line. They normally have good home form. They normally make games scrappy. And they normally you know, get the points necessary. But they scored two against Leicester. But they, they didn't really look at the races, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to see a my three to go down. Or oh, West Ham. That's the first one. That's a massive red flag for me. Because I just think Davy Moyes. I don't like... I don't particularly back his management he's gone in eight weeks he's, he's had a he's had a bad seven eight year of managing uh, <laughs> since he left Everton and I don't think he's doing a very good job I think he's invested quite heavily and he's not he's got no eyebrows he hasn't got eyebrows he's got have wrinkles. a look next time yeah, yeah he hasn't yeah, no, the, like the hair's like regressed behind <laughs> yeah. his looks skin. like he's lost his soul you know <laughs> yeah. after like a few bad years but he's Poor looked that way since he was 33 I'm going to go West Ham I'm also going to put I'm probably going to put West Brom in there because I just think they got away with some games last season. They did look very good in the championship, but I don't. I think they'll get punished at this level. And I think it's probably between Fulham and Aston Villa. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go Fulham, West Ham and Aston Villa are all going to go down, in my opinion. I'm going to go West Brom, Fulham. Newcastle? <laughs> Southampton. Southampton's a good shout as well. Newcastle yeah. are going to be around yeah. there. They've got goals though if they keep Tree Adams and they've Dannings, got a, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, they've got goals in them but they Ward need to over the back. I yeah. think West Ham look, look don't Cl- look clever look at the minute but I think yeah. there will be somebody else managing them in about eight weeks so we'll see. Maybe turn yeah. them around. All right. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think that's basically. I hope, it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you I hope you've all learned something. Well, today. 
I think, you know, we're just three lads talking about footy, but I'm sure you can probably agree and disagree with our views, but... We'll get um, better at this as well, don't yeah. you worry. And, uh, <laughs> I'd like know, to think. It's three, it's three lads from who go to football every week, who watch it constantly, yeah. and who are brought up around the streets rather than from yeah. the Sky Studio. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, feel free to message and let us know what you think or tell your friends to follow the podcast primarily to give you a little uh, clue going forward we're going to be streaming every week um if not sometimes multiple times a week but definitely every monday um and it's going to be just on audio platforms to start with but we've got good scope to actually and we could have started with it but we've got good scope to to get us on a YouTube channel and get some visuals in there as well. We've got plenty of cameras. So, um, but for the time being, we're going to keep it just strictly audio. Um, and if you like it, tell your friends about it, get involved, send us messages. Did you disagree on some stuff? I know I got about five facts wrong. <laughs> I was sure that Jose Mourinho had actually managed Gareth Bale. Uh, definitely not, unless he had a job with Wales, <laughs> which I can't remember he had. But um, I'm coach. sure you'd probably disagree with a few points we made. Maybe there's a few different shouts for goal of the year, uh, goal of the goal of the week, player of the week, surprise of the week, whatever else. Get in touch. Any other talking points, and also message us for stuff next week because we've got two other games happening right, one right now and one later this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's obviously another massive group of fixtures next week. So, any we messages you got ahead of that? Get we in want touch. involvement from real fans. Yes. So, uh, as many Macrams as you can. Well, actually, it's a Premier League podcast, though. Do remember, <laughs> yeah, true. We can dream. If you just want to talk about <laughs> us or yeah, Man City, or and just for Tom, we're going to release an Intertoto Cup special. <laughs> we're going to win the Milk Cup again. <laughs> if they're the final, the older fans and bring Shola back instead of Joe Linton. Surely, <laughs> I would rather that. Like. But yeah, guys, this has been a Premier League patter. Um, stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. Bye.